I'm T. I'm James. I'm Roscoe. And, and we, we are the, the Chop Podcast. Podcast. And if you're watching this right now, I need you to go get our book, Five Fears Vitality, Five Key Strategies to Turn Your Fear into Strength. It's available now on Amazon. Thank you. Like that. <laughs> nah, I never had threesomes though. I never had threesomes. Only reason I never had a threesome is because, uh, not even because I was lazy. It's just because with me, sex be such a, like a a personal thing that mm-hmm. I like being tied into that woman right then and there. So it's not like I wouldn't eyes. though. You, huh? you in the eyes? You you talking her through it? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the you eyes. Them. Like, come here, hey girl. Look, I'm here. All right, it's in now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talk her through it. Okay. Uh, are we recording? Are we recording up here? You see REC right in the corner right here? Probably hard to see. I know you're a smoker. <laughs> what about right here? Can you see? Well, yeah, we're recording. Now, I never had a threesome, though. I never had a threesome. Because you said you was lazy? Yeah, bro. I'm too lazy. Like, Come on, bro. You got to put on for the brothers. I you can't say shit like that on camera. Fuck that. I got a good 10 minutes in it. 10 minutes? Every time? Yes, bro. Strong though, ten minutes strong. <laughs> you be like, killing he shit. About it's like hit cardio. <laughs> it's like hit cardio. You feel me? Like ten minutes strong, but I ain't got time. Be nothing. What if she don't want the hit cardio, bro? What if she just want the, you know, the fucking long distance marathon run? Not the guy. Hell, you ain't a long distance runner. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, but y'all gotta have a threesome before y'all, before y'all get married. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't fuck a lot of women though. I don't fuck a lot of women. I just, you know, I never care for the threesomes, though. I mean, the threesome is more about the women. Yeah. Like, it's the threesomes I had, it was more about watching the women. I was like it. Yeah, it's more like an yeah. art. It's like, damn, like, seeing a, how a woman appreciates another woman. It's yeah. Like, I do want to see that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. For me, I'm like, four, five, sixes. Yeah. College. <laughs> way long, long time ago. Long All time women, time. though? All women? All women. All women. All women. Yeah. I mean, you know, because sometimes, like, I ain't saying like that. I'm just saying you have, like, your homeboys there and shit like that. No, no, like, y'all okay. Yeah, yeah, like, y'all running a train yeah. and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and people had their opinions on that, but, like, shit, we was in college. These are my brothers, and Like, we ain't tripping. Like, it ain't yeah. like I'm just sitting there looking at what's going on, but yeah. shit, like, shit, your turn. You go ahead. Yeah, we don't <laughs> ran motherfuckers before with my partners in the room. Maybe that's more gay of me now I'm thinking about it. I never had a threesome, but I had eight, nine niggas in the room. We fucking one gay. <laughs> one female. <laughs> The fuck is wrong with me? Y'all was bang bros in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the niggas in there, we laughing at niggas. Now I think back on it, we laughing at niggas. Niggas couldn't get hard and shit. Yeah. It's like, bro, what if you couldn't get hard? Because you, you got a you bunch got of niggas, niggas in there. Niggas looking at me. Just take my pressure. I used to wake up to orgies in college, bro. That shit was crazy. Yeah, we used to go crazy. Niggas used to be wild, bro. Yeah. I used to be like, it'd be Fine ass women too. He's like, why are you letting <laughs> You ready to save him? Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you doing why this? You, doing this? <laughs> you, don't, you know you don't have to do this right. <laughs> I used to ask motherfuckers that too. I had this one girl. This is the one girl that actually bro was talking about at the table when he was like, when we was at the table at the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's who he was. I'm like, she was so fucking pretty because like what it was. I used to fuck with her, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was fucking on her. I didn't know he was loving on her and shit at the time, and so I started. I was dealing with her and shit, mm-hmm. and. We ended up finding out. And I was like, oh, no, you can't be playing with him like that. That's my little one. You can't do him like that. So I told her to come through while he was there. He didn't even believe me. And and she came through, and he was kind of hurt about that. I think think he was kind of fucked up about it. Because, you know, he loved hard. He a good dude. But it's like... Yeah, now nah, you're not finna play him like that. Because yeah. I know he's a sweetheart. You know yeah. what I mean? But you not, though. But she was so damn pretty. 
Like, why you they doing be the, They be the nastiest ones. <laughs> they be, they they be fancy, the choke them, spit in their mouth, yeah. poke them in the eye, <laughs> spit in their ear, lick them on the I got my pistol in the back. You want me to put yeah. that bitch on you too? I'd be like, damn, y'all. Like, something wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> you and me. Yeah. Right. Nah, these motherfuckers, bro. It's like, uh, nah, sex is a weird thing. And we see it in the, in the U.S. all the time. Like, the way, like, a lot of this shit, the root of this shit is sexualization. That's the truth. Like, a root of a lot of this shit. Men want to control women in the way that they do. It's like over-sexualization. You feel like a certain woman should be a certain way. But I will say, Dave Chappelle said it. He said it. I don't mean to get too political right now. You know, when you give pushback to certain things, expect another thing to come. And I'll explain to y'all what I mean. For so long, we got the Me Too movement, the feminist movement, which was a good movement. We've said that several times. It's about time we get a lot of these niggas back for raping and doing all that shit that they was doing. But... In turn, expect these people to push back. Opposing sides always push back. Mm-hmm. And the pushback is Roe versus Wade being, you know, that's the pushback. Dave Chappelle predicted that. Mm-hmm. Ain't that crazy, though? It's always, I'm waiting on these white men to just be like, all right, niggas. <laughs> y'all done had y'all turn. Niggas been, niggas been having too much fun. <laughs> y'all whooping police on camera and shit. <laughs> time like, for y'all to go back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll go back, though. I seen, bro. Y'all know what? I said I want an Asian. Now I'm thinking about it. I think I want a African woman, bro. A like Nigerian specifically. Nigerian. Oh, Nigerian. I just Nigerian. want a dumb, thick motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker that walk in the room, y'all y'all like, mm-hmm. put y'all head down <laughs> and shit because y'all don't want to look. <laughs> but everybody knows she got a fat ass when she walk in. That's what I want, bro. That's you what I want. from the front of them. I'm going to find me one. Like, girl, I'll marry you. Get your green card. You can come on over here. Maybe I shouldn't say that on camera. Y'all going to see me pop up with a motherfucker soon. Some of that fufu soup. Listen, Shout out to Niger. Nah, I might, I might not. I'm not necessarily Nigerian. I do. I am done with black women, though. I know I said that a minute ago. I want. So what you messing with now? Like, what's your black women? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working towards it. I'm trying to. I mean, get what's your, right. what's your, we talking white women. We talking Asian. We talking with you. I think I'm thinking Asian. I'm thinking mm-hmm. Asian. I'm thinking specifically Filipino. No. Damn! <laughs> what you got against the Filipino community? He said, "Fuck no!" They don't They like the black Asians, right? No, no, no. You need you like somebody from Laos or like Thailand or somewhere. Okay, because they don't have the, you. I know you want you something thick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Filipinos Filipino, not thick. No. Oh no, shit! No, they real petite, they tiny. Straight up and down. Yeah, and they either really ugly or they really. Really Ain't no in between. It's like Ethiopian mm-hmm. women. They either really pretty or really ugly. Yeah. Like it's no in between. Yeah. So you don't know what you're gonna get. So Damn. I'm glad yeah. you educated me on yeah. that. I was on uh Filipinos Meat. I know that probably <laughs> <laughs> it's an app. It's an app, Filipinos Meat. I was on it. And I, <laughs> I was on Filipinosmeat.com and I was like, you know, let me try this out. You a yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was just I gotta see your bio, your profile picture. Come on that bitch. Just a <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing on there, bro. Like, you know, I'm just I'm trying to find me one. I'm exhausting all my resources. Oh, bro, really tired of black women. <laughs> and bro, I'm just tired, bro. I am tired. I'm tired of the nonsense. What do you What are you tired of specifically? Because black women are powerful. Black women. I was raised by a strong single black mother. So, but I understand you because me and my mom are still but heads to this day. I'm mm-hmm. 29 years old. We still. That's the only woman that I go back and forth with. And I I think the main thing with me right with black women is just like you know I, I guess it's in a woman to test who you are. 
And I can re- I can respect that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, once you see I got it together, it's no longer a need to test me anymore. Yeah. Like, what are we doing this Well, no, life going to continue to test you. So why shouldn't your woman continue to test you? Just because you're my woman, we in this together. We on the same team. Like, we supposed to be fighting this shit together. You know what I mean? But she's trying to strength. Iron sharpens iron. So yeah. I got to put devil's advocate there. Cause like, no, I agree with it, you. I'm with iron you. sharpens iron. She can't let you get complacent and get comfortable. So what, why can't your woman test you? But the university can keep testing you. I'll paint a picture for you. Yeah. I go out, right? And I already, like, have to deal with what life is doing to me anyway, what mm-hmm. the world is doing to me anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I come into my home, and I continue to have to do that, mm-hmm. like, my my place of peace. Mm-hmm. And I continue to have to do that. It's no room for that for me anymore. So you just want peace? I just want and peace. you're not getting peace. I get what you were saying. Yeah. Test me in a way. If you know I work out Monday through Friday, you see I don't get up. Hold me accountable. To go work out. Yeah. Tell me you need to go take your ass to the gym. Mm-hmm. Don't test me about dumb shit. Don't dumb shit. You mad because, <laughs> I don't know, you seen some shit on Love and Hip Hop or some shit. I don't know. Whatever women get your period on or something. You just in the mood. You just ready to act, get activated in this yeah. bitch. <laughs> I, I got to say, though, I mean, I went. I had two kids by two Asian women. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought I was getting away from the black community, which I was. But then I ended up meeting a woman. <laughs> kept it real. I met a woman that is black. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that experience. It's peaceful. Yeah, and yeah. so maybe you need to, you know, step, bounce out a little bit. You know, maybe go find something else. Because you realize they all the same. Yeah, Asians are very close related to black women. And yeah, women we all come it, from Africa. Yeah, yeah, they they all close related. They yeah. gonna still be a little a little headache. Mm-hmm. They they gonna still uh, give you that same. They they're uh, they're just good at it. The Asian women I've dealt with, they really yeah. good at hiding the, the intentions. The and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They make you feel like the king, but really they know what they 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 they're very intentional. Rocking your. I don't ass need sleep. no smart motherfuckers yeah. like that, bro. Yeah. I don't need no motherfucker who like got my. Ass. I don't I mean, need. They, they, the they putting crystals on you and shit. They yeah. don't want none of that. Yeah. I, I deal with a girl who did that crystal shit. Crazy yeah. sex, huh? That was, nah, not really. She was like boring as hell. Uh, she wasn't yeah. on the real crystals and yeah. she was on some rocks. She's on some rocks. <laughs> she ain't had no crystals. <laughs> <laughs> if girls the crystals be, they should be a little different. They be doing a little yaya steams yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but that with a motherfucker do voodoo or anything like that. Nah, I didn't heard. About I wouldn't that. say it's voodoo, but yeah, I've I've dealt with a woman that did readings and things like that. I yeah. didn't know what I was. I'm taking baths and not even knowing what I'm taking baths and I thought it was yeah. to cleanse. But the whole time I think she was getting me in some. Some yeah, that shit on you. I yeah. couldn't get out. My brother was dealing with a woman. Uh, she was from uh, Louisiana. She did that shit. His ass is in the hallway barking. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. You think I'm joking? She's in the hallway. He was in the hallway was barking. Was he on all four? He went on all four. He was uh, just standing up and then his, one of his dreads fell out. Damn. Yo, that's Never dealing with a woman I from Louisiana. On that. Don't deal with a woman from Louisiana? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm never dealing with Oh, just me. Just me. <laughs> I, mean, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they got going. You know, so hey, like he was in the hallway. He a little nigga too. Stocky. He was convincing. Lost a dread. Yeah, he lost a dread in the hallway. Damn. I ain't joking. I don't know what it is. I, I just sometimes I. Because, you know, I'm doing my meditations. I'm thinking often, like, what does it mean to be a man? I've read all the books, The Way of the Superior Man. I've read mm-hmm. all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, what it means to be a man, especially a black man in America. I'm just trying to find myself at all times. And often I come up with this this idea of what it is to be me through the literature that I read, through my own personal experiences and all of that. But then in turn, what what happens is from all of that, from all of that information, that we're in the age of information, right? Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff that I get in the moments in turn, I I do it. I manifest it. I, I put it out into the universe just for somebody who's, quote, unquote, my significant other to, like, 
initially like bring me down. Mm-hmm. Bro, like you gotta understand what that does to the mind of a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I said I'm kind of like done with it. I don't see my. I was uh, looking at the podcast with Joe Rogan, the Chris guy on the podcast. He was saying like the black pill man. And he was like basically different types of men in these like groups, these Reddit groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. The man, the black pill man. Essentially, they say they've evolved from women through like a um, from a, a g- genetic standpoint. They've evolved from women, and they it's like a bad thing to deal with women at this point. Same kind of gay to me. <laughs> Yeah, same kind of gay to me. There's a bad thing to it's do like, with women, like because they've world. evolved from women, you know. And I'm I'm probably doing a poor job of, of explaining it, but you got the gist up, of it, right? Like the, the women are becoming more like men. Yeah, yeah, you know and, and and they it's no longer the right thing to deal with a woman in that way. I think this is gonna be short lived, though. Yeah, time. Yeah. Shit gonna get you hard. need women. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, acting like men acting like let's be real though. Mm-hmm. Men aren't. The men that used to fix cars and we not know, zesty as hell. They zesty yeah. niggas <laughs> out here, and, you know. What I'm saying <laughs> niggas yeah, zesty as shit. Duck lips and, and, and just, Drake fucked us up, bro. You I think always, it was Drake? It was Drake, bro. Drake. Yeah, he loved Drake. That was him. He loved Drake. It was Drake, it was Drake bro. It was Drake. It's the food. I think it's niggas being raised by. Single mothers Since the father I don't know I was raised by a single mother though But you But brought, I was raised by, by You went and found the information though Yeah like, I mean I had cousins and uncles So you probably had other yeah, Like yeah, alcoholic a, uncles and it's shit It's a lot of niggas All they know is they mama bro And they mm-hmm. Hey bro They be zesty as fuck bro. Yeah 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 them niggas do be zesty Shit get a little weird yeah, it's Like why you feel Like I don't feel the need to like I get having healthy debates with a woman But like niggas be arguing with women bro Real deal We see it in our comments yeah, all the like, time I'm, What the fuck like, why the fuck are you arguing with this woman about her fucking perception about something? Like, what, what, how she yeah. feel about niggas her Niggas ain't BBL? building shit no more. That's what it is. Niggas ain't building shit. You know, yeah. like how y'all building the podcast, mm-hmm. building the bit. Niggas ain't building. They, they like, they comfortable. They want to play 2K and shit all day. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's what it is. It's comfortability. That's what it is. We live in an age where we don't have to hunt and gather anything. We're not worried about the lion or whatever the enemy, the other, the neighborhood tribe, the neighboring tribe mm-hmm. to come in and attack us. We're not worried about that anymore. So we're comfortable now, mm-hmm. right? And what happens is when you don't have that, ultimately you revert back to like, yo, yo, uh, the feminine in you Because all of us have that chromosome yeah, 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 yeah. All of us got that chromosome well, I got a know. question then Because we all high value men here What do y'all look for in a woman Because you say that you keep Man you put out what you want You manifest But these women mm. you keep attracting And like bring you down So what 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 are qualities or traits You look for in a woman uh, I think it's simple for me Just understand Understanding I think that That kind of like encompasses everything Because I can go down a list Of every single thing But it's just understanding Understand what you have in front of you Understand this type of person that you have in front of you. It's nothing like anything you've ever dealt with mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Understand that, consume that, and receive that, and mm-hmm. allow me to be the chief of my tribe. It's mm-hmm. just really that simple with me. Because I don't mind if you're having a bad day. Like, most times, I'm I'm a very, like, nurturing person. Nurturing person. Yeah. Sko talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, on the last podcast we did, I'm a nurturing person. So, by me being a nurturing person, I'm go- I'm going and you know, Will, like mm-hmm. I make it my business to identify who that person is that I'm dealing with because I have trust issues. So mm-hmm. instead of taking my trust issues and saying, all right, that's a negative thing, fuck everybody. I say, no, you mm-hmm. have trust issues. So because you have trust issues, make sure you identify every single person that you're dealing with and understand them on an intimate level. That's why I can't deal with so many people at one time. Right. It's hard mm-hmm. for me. But identify that and learn them. 
So I've learned you. I see when I walk in the room, you upset, something going on. Man or woman, it don't even matter. Just whatever relationships, you upset, something going on. I see that, and I can identify that, and we can fix that. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm a man. Shut up. I'm the chief. Be quiet. Yeah. It's not that. It's, it's just that. like I can identify something that's going wrong with you, mm-hmm. or maybe I can identify, but if you tell me, I'll make the adjustments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it just gets hard sometimes when you're dealing with motherfuckers who, like, I mean, we just said it. Like, it's not their fault. I don't think it's it's something in the DNA. I don't think it's something genetic. I think it's it's not nature. You know, it's not it's not it's it's the thing that they've had to deal with up until this point. And I shouldn't play be the victim for what you had to deal with. So do you think you're attracting these type of women because you are a nurture like do you think you would be comfortable in a relationship if a woman was allowing you to be chief and allowing you to be who you are? Do you think that relationship would even be fun for you? Because I feel like I know, I feel like you like a challenge. Mm-hmm. For sure. So if a woman's not sitting here challenging you, she's just like being submissive. Do you think you can even handle that? What would you do with that? Roscoe just said something similar to that. Like if you would you be able to like even you know deal with that if a woman was like always submissive? Uh, yeah, I would <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't like that's the God on this truth. I would like I would be able to deal with that because it's like. Bro, I deal with so much in the world. I have to go out and deal with a lot of things, you know. Like, I'm I'm self-employed, you know, and I have to deal with all the bullshit that come with that. You know you know how this business shit works. Self-employment doesn't mean oh, I'm a boss on my own business. It just means you're still dedicating a lot of your time to some work that you're doing. You're building. It's, it's, it's building, right? It's still building, building right? right? And I agree with that, but it's still like, it's like you got a job. It's still like you got a job, right. Right. you know, and it's like, I'm out here and I'm dealing with this, all the bullshit that come with this. I'm trying to be a father. I'm trying to instill all these values into my son. And, like, I just need somebody to, like, agree with the program that I've put in place and we move forward from that. That's what I need. You know you leading y'all to the promise land. I know I'm going to lead us the right way. I know I am. I've dealt with this already, bro. I've been a patriarch in my family, well, in my home since a kid. There was no father. It was me. I've been there. And I've made all the mistakes early on. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. You can help me adjust to the things that's better for you, that's better suited for you. But at the same time, like, I've already experienced this. Mm-hmm. Just allow me to be who I am. I had to get used to being with a submissive woman. Because my ex before her, it was more like, if I present something right, she like, all right, do this, do this, do that. And I executed whatever it was. I was so used to that. And I get with the submissive woman, it's like, nigga, shit. Ball in your court, what we finna do? Yeah. I fucking lost that first. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I wasn't used to that type. I had to get used to that type of woman. It's yeah, been like real. I had to atone to that shit, like really just be that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Handle all this shit, you know what I'm saying? And hey, it was a hey, it was a it was a wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. So essentially she made you be a man, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially what my ex wanted me to be. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> <laughs> y'all ever feel like y'all met the right person at the wrong time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Do y'all never go back? I want to, but the damage is done. <laughs> the damage is done. I fucked that up already. <laughs> she ain't never, shit ain't gonna never be the same. I fucked it up already. It's already done. Yeah. Do you feel like you shoot enough shots? As far as? Because uh, I hear you say like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm done with black women, but mm-hmm. I feel like you don't deal with enough of them. You ain't oh, I, I ain't kind of like, went out there your, and tested. You know, you you got a roster. You got you deal with one woman at the one time. You deal with five at a time. And you listen. Are you you may be on to something right now. I think you you like fucking me up right now. 
<laughs> you may be on some shit. I'm, let me say this. I haven't got out there enough and dealt with different types of black women. My, my, like, I talked to Sko. I said, see, what we're dealing with right now is a pool of women. But when we get to a certain status, we can deal with an ocean of women. Like, it's, the, the, it's so much a, a different vi- a variety of women. And once I get into that, I may be dealing with different types of black women. You can deal with ocean now. You just don't, you know, like, I've lived in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and Florida, and mm-hmm. Texas, and Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and Nashville. And so, you pretty much start realizing, like, you know, you can, if you're just dealing with this small pool, you're going to have a small sample size. For sure. So, then you're like, oh, well, I'm done with this. But then you go out there, you're like, oh, that's some amazing women out there. Some different types. But you got to be able to um, um, have discernment very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't sit there and just date. A woman for like five months a year and be like, oh, this ain't gonna work. It's like you have to be able to um, have a pool of of, of women that you're talking to, mm-hmm. texting, whatever, dating, entertaining. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Women may say, oh, he's a he's a whore. That's not. I feel like women should do the same thing. Yeah, you, it's it's tryouts. You got to try out for the football team, NFL. Mm-hmm. They got to try it every year. Like you have a group of women and you discern like this. Is what I like this. Is what I don't like. You cut it off and you go about your way. And then whoever makes the cut, make the cut. I don't, I don't think you put yourself out there enough. Yeah. Damn. Damn. So, so basically, I need to get out here and do some more fucking. <laughs> Damn. Fucking Pretty much. That's what go, you got out of there. Blew my mind. That's what you fucking got out Billy, of there. man. That's why we got him here. You need to go out a little more. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out here and fuck more. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you fucking right, Will. Damn. Let's see. That's why I, I miss you, brother. Boy, you going to catch I miss crap. you. <laughs> I miss having a ring. He just give me these revelations like this. Like, or I just get out here. You're right. You're absolutely right. I need to get out here and fuck more. I'm going to tell you, man. You meet a submissive woman. You gonna want to fuck more? Yeah, but other fuck wo- her more. Y'all fuck her more, yeah. or or other women? No, a submissive woman. Uh-huh. Because you at at that point when you meet a woman that meets all the criteria, it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. Why do you, you don't go look for nothing else? Yeah. Nothing else can phase you. Like you can have women in your DMs all day. Mm-hmm. You can have women trying to talk to you all day, and you're just like I have something already at home that's she's submissive. Yeah, she if I want something, she's gonna do it. The mm-hmm. sex is good. Like what am I? I don't need because at that point now you know okay I'm I'm a little boy yeah and that's how you yeah. know if you're a man or a boy because yeah, like yeah, yeah. I I got this and I still want more that's that's I'm I'm acting like a little boy yeah, 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 yeah. and I was a little boy in college it's like I, we all were here. yeah yeah <laughs> not, not all of us because we got some frat brothers married now they was they was men they was on that shit and we we fucking attacked them for that shit <laughs> we did I still attacked them <laughs> like you <laughs> love ass nigga like yeah, we attacked them at the end of the day I still feel like. I don't. I don't have no regrets. Yeah, I yeah. know. I, I know what a fossum is like. Sixum is like. I know what this woman is like. I, I'm, you ain't gonna have no midlife crisis. Yeah. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? You to live that life. Yeah. They might, and they might try to go into that shit, and they'll be miserable for it. Huh? Yeah, you gotta live your I, life. I never got my dick wet. <laughs> I wasn't even Fuck. out here. <laughs> like, I wonder what it was like. I always wonder what that was fat like. as hell. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> one thing. I I'll be on that too. Like, don't get fat. Ain't that some shit? Like, is that fucked up for me to say? Like, don't get fat. No, no. I do that with my friends as well it's, it's too. A standard. You gotta stay the fucking shape. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we too old to be fat, bro. Like, you just eating and sitting around. <laughs> like, like, you can walk somewhere or something. Like, walk in all this Chick Fil A. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. I just went to the gym. I seen old Cindy. I seen old Cindy at the gym. She getting it in. She doing fucking leg lunges and all type of shit. You can't tell me, man, don't look at himself and be like, damn, I'm kind of putting weight on. Because I look at myself and be like, I start pinching myself and shit. Yeah, every time. Like, damn, I got back fat now. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I I get a trainer ASAP. 
I just bro. moved to Florida. I was working out with my homie. I'm like, nah, I need a trainer. This shit ain't getting it. Because mm-hmm. I'm always wanted to be the next level. Mm-hmm. Whether it is, people just focus on money. Like, I want to be next level fitness. Mm-hmm. I want to be next level my relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to be next level my kids. Yeah. But shit struggle. I want to talk about that, too. Because yeah, yeah. you got kids. Mm-hmm. Well, we got kids. Both of us do. Yeah. Both got kids. I might have some. I got I two. <laughs> I'm not the best father. Father. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how do you balance that? When you're trying to get that bag, you're trying to provide this generational wealth, and you're sh- trying to stay in shape, and you're trying to have a relationship. Like, some of that shit struggles. You know what happens? You're, sometimes your kids have to just take a back seat, bro. Mm. As fucked up as that may sound, like, they just have to. Like, um, Luck, he was uh, from uh, New Orleans, Luck was, right? I don't know if you seen the episode. He came on and he was talking with us or whatever. Look, shout out to Luck too. I don't know if you watch our shit or not, but shout out to him. He do like R and B and shit. He's great. He, he a talented dude. He got like a, a show on Netflix, I think, or getting one or something like that. I don't know. But he came on the show and he said it. You know, Malcolm X kids, they hate us. You know, they hate black people. Like it's like they don't fuck with us. Like it's like my dad put his life on the line for y'all to be out talking about shooting ops in the video. You know, imagine it. Imagine like yeah. Malcolm X, Dr. King, you know, uh Muhammad Ali, and that's you you see the Muhammad Ali shit. I love Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Like they put their life on the line, sacrificed all of that shit, and they was out here, and they was marching, they was doing all that just for us to be talking about shooting each other in videos and shit, bro. And what I'm trying to get to what I'm saying, I'm tied back into what what you said is like when you going out here and you being that guy, like that a strong man who, you know, is making your imprint on the world, a lot of the time something has to take a sacrifice. And it's your time ultimately and your time with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have to make the decision later on to say either my father was a great man or I can attest to that. You know, I had my father in my life, but mm-hmm. shit, he was working twelve to sixteen hour shifts. Mm-hmm. So them hours he ain't there, I'm I'm the firstborn. I'm learning shit on the fly by myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I could go talk to him about certain shit, but shit, the mistake's been already made. Yeah. You know, because he gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely understand that. Like, I think it's it goes to the child, too, when they grow up and they see. They got to see. They got to see. But I tell motherfuckers, too, at the same time, if you know you're going to try to be that type of man, don't go out here and have no kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to they gonna lack, bro. Yeah. They're going to lack? They're going to lack, bro. Yeah. But what happens when you already had it? Because I'm dealing with that right now. I know you, you just said you're dealing with it. I'm dealing with it, too. Like, sometimes my boy got to take the back seat. Or he got to be right here with me. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I might take something from him. Like, yeah, you can come with me. You're going to have to be homeschooled and all that old extra shit. But, like, you can come with me. You know, but what does that make him? Does that make him a fucking Donald Trump Jr. or whatever the little dude Donald Trump's son is? Like, does that make him one of them? You know what I mean? Like, ultimately, he going to have to deal with something. Yeah. You know, I just I just try my best to pour into him the best I, I can. That's what I was about to say. You, you know. Try your best to, like, pour into him, bro. Give him your, you know, your ideas and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, they respect that shit. Yeah, I love the dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love him. Like, so it's like, I, I try my best to pour into him as much as I can. Like, we here with each other and we, we try. I, I try, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and shit. This is nobody. It's no rule book for this shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if even if somebody made one, it wouldn't help. Being a dad, a father, shit. <laughs> like this shit is so hard, bro. You, but your sons, y'all kids are here, right? Yeah, like in, mine in, two hours away. My boy, two hours two away. miles down so the road, he, and he got a stepfather. I got a daughter in Oregon, mm-hmm. son in Arkansas. He getting ready to move to Florida, mm-hmm. so you got to think like. Your shit different. It's your way, shit way different. different. Yeah. It's like, 
And I try my best to see them at least once a month. Mm. Right? But then you got that, that, that situation you deal with where the, the parent, the moms can't separate how they feel between the kids. Yeah. And so it's mm. like, you know what I'm saying? I'm at a point of like, man, I wish my dad was here so I can I can ask you him, like, mm-hmm. like how do you how did you deal with this? Because you had six. Like, yeah. You had six of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that shit. Yeah, yeah. My dad was, yeah. Six? <laughs> That was getting off. Yeah, he was getting, he was off. getting off. I know. I seen a lot of pictures of your father. For the people who listening who don't know, your, your father passed away, right? Yeah, yeah. He passed away at six. Mm. But what I do remember is like he never made me feel in love though. Yeah. Like mm. he he would always get all of us together, my mm. brothers and sisters. And so I'm like, man, how did he manage all this? Like was I don't know. My mom says he was just he was impeccable with his word. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm married to this woman. If you don't want my kids around her, then I'm I'm not gonna see my kids. Yeah, he put his foot down, and yeah. so they strong. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I respect that. I'm at a point now where I'm like, man, I'm 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 trying to build generational wealth, but I'm also I want to I want to see my kids and be there for them. Yeah. But some has to, like you said, some has to take the back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you're doing the right thing because you're not at this point. You grinding not just for yourself. You grinding for your kids and your kids' kids and so on and so forth. You're trying mm-hmm. to build a legacy. And, like, that's just the thing about it. Like, men like us, like, you know, high-value men, that's just ultimately what they have to do, mm-hmm. you know. And I think sometimes it get, it hurts. It hurts to be like, damn, I, maybe I could have done this. Maybe I could have done that. But ultimately, like, it's all for a better cause. And let's be honest. It's, it's really about us. Like, we try to make it like it's about them, but it's about us too, mm-hmm. you know. Like, your bro, we, we fucking have had to deal with so much bullshit up until this point trauma passes from generation to generation i don't know if it's a genetic thing i don't know some people say it is some people i, I read this study and i think i talked about this before i think you've heard this go they did it with chickens so okay. what they did was like generations of chickens right um they started the chicken like 20 i think it was like 20 generations of chickens mm-hmm. And they raised them in like a, a facility, like a, a like a, a place where they had no natural predators, none mm-hmm. of that. They just raised them. And what happens is when they introduce a natural predator to a chicken, like a, I don't know, a raven or something, or some mm-hmm. type of predatory bird or something like that, they introduce the bird into it. The chicken start ah, they start losing their mind and shit like that. And I think that what happens from there, if you understand what I'm saying right mm-hmm. now, is like. The chickens, ultimately, they like, oh, we know that that's a bad thing. How do they know? They never seen any of that. And mm. not only have they never seen it, the generations before them and before them, 20 generations back, never seen these predatory birds roaming mm. around or whatever. But the chickens knew that's a bad thing. <laughs> a bad. We need to get the fuck away from them because they'll yeah. eat us or whatever, right? So I, I don't know if trauma is passed on through, through genetics. That's the only way to explain it, through genetics, mm. right? But ultimately, what I'm trying to say is that whether it's passed down through genetics or whether it's passed down through my mama saying niggas ain't shit and her grandmother saying niggas and her mother and so on and so forth. Whatever it is, we have to deal with this. You, you have to be the sacrificial lamb. You have to cut off all of that shit and create this this um, financial stability, this, this fucking... I, I don't want to say utopia because none of us live in a utopia, but this this better lifestyle for your children mm-hmm. and you making the necessary sacrifices. And I don't think you should feel guilty about that. Now, is it really generational wealth, though, if you get the bag, but you don't build the family with it? You don't have a wife. You don't have. I think I think see. I think it can't. It depends. It depends because mm-hmm. it's like, are you passing it to your kids? Because right now, like my, my son, for example. Uh, and uh, Dave Ramsey would uh, disagree with this, but he said uh-huh. that uh, 
but I, I, I have him like he have diff- he got different accounts. He got stock accounts and shit mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. But he also has like you know um, whole life insurance mm-hmm. plans for when he twenty one, he'll be able to like get that money and right. do whatever he want to do to it. Right. Right. You know, and it's like as long as I don't know what his mama will do with that. She own all my shit. If I die right now, she'll be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, but. She's on all my shit, but he also has access of his own to like grow into and have, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that if he gets that, but it's 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 it's, a, it's duality to that, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like not only do I have to provide that for him, but I also have to give the mindset. Jay Z said it right. He said I can't go to Marcy Projects and talk to these people. If we have to change them, I can't just give Marcy Projects money. Right. We got to change the mindset first. Right. So that's why I used to say all the time, I think I'm a die. Remember that? Yeah, I used to hate that shit. I used to say, I think I'm going to die early, bro. I think I'm going to die early. And now I'm, I'm saying, like, hey, God, I know I said this for a long time. I think I'm going to die early. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to die early anymore. I want to at least get to my baby 18 so I can instill the things in him that I need to instill in him. Because mm-hmm. the mindset, that way, the money that I'm leaving behind to him, uh, he can ultimately, like, do what he needs to do with it. So I think you're still doing the right thing. Like, marriage is important. I think it is. Mm-hmm. You know I was a nigga, like, I'm just going to have baby mamas. <laughs> like that was me, but I'm like, I'm like, man, why the fuck was I thinking that way? Thinking like that. We need marriage. We need a home. We need something to establish a foundation so they can understand so on and so forth and pass it on to other generations. Well, let's let's, let's talk about money and finances because you saying you're doing that for your son, right? Uh-huh. My mom did that. For, so my dad was in the military. Mm-hmm. He left. He had insurance policy. Left money, right? My mom gave me pretty much whatever I wanted as a kid, mm-hmm. and she had these different like. Uh, money, um, money make money market accounts, all these different accounts. Mm-hmm. But she allowed me to access them mm-hmm. at age about like 11, 12. I spent it all. Yeah, she didn't give me the mindset, like you said, she didn't give me the mindset, the mindset. behind it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm cashing out to go buy games at GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, why did you let me do that? Yeah. So you gotta have some. You gotta like have you said, that you gotta, wife. You gotta have that that discipline behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you shouldn't tell your kids personally. Yeah. And I personally feel like I'm not leaving my kid anything. Yeah, because I don't want them to have. I see. I went to a rich school, mm. high school, and I saw these kids. They grow up privileged. They grow up not being able to get it. They they grow. Up, I want my kids to have that mindset of like, well, dad's just gonna do it, or mm. we're good. We have a backup plan. No, nah, you are gonna get it out the mud. Yeah, you gotta get out the mud because my money's going all when I die. It's like for like how Bill Gates and Oprah have it. They money going all the charity is going. Of course, it's still traceable to them, mm. but they giving it all away. Yeah, I think that we can't afford to do that. The black community, we can't afford to do that. Um, and I, I respect what you're saying. Like I, I, I genuinely do. But we, the black community, we can't afford to do that. And the reason why we can is because Bill Gates can do that. But what we, it's something that we don't discuss is like Warren Buffett. He come from money as well. Mm-hmm. He's not. He wasn't just a fucking poor kid who whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. They like they come from that as well. We can't afford to do that. We have to pass that on to them. Like, we already a couple generations behind because of slavery. I'm not talking about the African people. I'm talking about the black people. We can't afford to do that. You know, I think with us, it just has to be about the mindset. You have to instill it into the child. Like, And they may still fuck it up. They might. Mm-hmm. You know, my son won't have access to these types of things. But he going to get a job. Even he don't have. my The mother of my child, she said, it's so funny. Like, it's going to be fucked up because his ass gonna wanna be from the trenches so bad. <laughs> he gonna wanna be a street nigga. You know how everybody, everybody like the rap music, everybody wanna be a street. He gonna wanna be from the trenches so fucking bad, but he not. 
Like, he's just not. He's not going to have to experience all the shit his father had to experience. But what my responsibility is is instilling that into him and like, hey, I built this to a certain point. You build it to the next point. You know? I think it's about, you know, don't give it all to him at once. Like, kind of rational it out. You know? Teach him. Yeah, too, teach though. him. And, you you know, teach them how, because you, like you said, your mom didn't teach you how to deal with all that yeah. bread. Mm-hmm. Like, you just pour, you know, pour it into them. Like, hey, this is what you do with it. You're going to have this at this certain age. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't do this, you won't be able to get this mm-hmm. at this certain age. You put mm-hmm. stipulations in process. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we know the nature of us. Yeah. Like, we grow up without shit. You know, motherfucking going to take shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case it may be. It, you know. You gotta, you gotta put them in. You know, you gotta lead them. My daddy led me, you know, in a certain direction. Yeah. He, he but he kept the like. He always said, "I kept the leash on you, mm-hmm. so you want to go buck wild. It's up to you to keep that leash on you." Yeah. And you know what's gonna happen? They're not even gonna be like that because of, of you. Like mm-hmm. they around you, they gonna follow suit. They gonna follow in line to what? Like it, yeah. yeah. My baby bro, when he <laughs> over here with me, I can't fucking go piss without him trying to go piss with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and they gonna follow suit. They gonna do what you yeah. do. Like. You know, my yeah. pops had me brainwashed. Nigga. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what that shit was. That, that nigga told me, "Listen, you jump off this bridge, there's a million dollars down there." I would have did that shit. Not even a million dollars. Just jump off the bridge. Just jump off the bridge. I would have did that shit. All right, Dad. I don't know what that <laughs> shit was about. That man had me brainwashed, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gonna be able to get it right yeah, though. Yeah. How, how were y'all? Um, because I believe we have a financial thermostat, right? Like how whoever you was raised around mm-hmm. with money, that's how you handle money now. Like if it was your grandparents, your parents, how if they was risky or if they were very conservative, then they're good savers. That's how you are. So how were y'all parents or whoever you grew up around? How were they with money? And do you believe that to be true? Like, do you think you have a financial thermostat? I agree. Th- I agree. My mother was was a monster with that shit. Like, you know, created all that. She introduced me to that early. Where she failed that was um, her love. She just did too fucking much for the people in her family. Mm-hmm. That's what she failed at. I seen her make moves like, you know, fuck up her credit for the sake of it. My mom had a perfect credit score, mm-hmm. which is unheard of with us, especially in my family. Right. I seen her fucked it up with, like, people in the family, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know. It's just love. I don't know what it is, but she was amazing at that. She taught me early on with that. And my father, he was just non-existent with that type of shit. I always knew, because I always seen my pops get up, go to work, get up, go to work. I didn't know about, like, passive income. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know about really hustling. You know, I knew mm-hmm. about working hard, getting up, but just being an entrepreneur and shit like this is new to me, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they didn't, they, they got up and went to work 8 to 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day. So mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been an adjustment for me. So you you just now get into that place yeah, of like yeah. okay I gotta make some passive money or I'm gonna work saving all that shit and I'm just now yeah. getting there. It was a shell shock to him. <laughs> he got down here with me around I me. Mean, you know how I can be influential. It's like hey bro, <laughs> we finna go do boom 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 like let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? Hold on, wait. <laughs> you know, it's a shell shock. Yeah, yeah. I think it's up to us though. We fuck up a lot too. We fuck up a lot. Man, we fuck up a lot. But the fuck ups help us. It's so great, right? It's like they like, almost yeah. have to have. It's so great. I fucked up my credit at eighteen. Eighteen. How you fuck your credit up at eighteen? Hey, what was I thinking? I up several times. And no I, had a, I, shit. I had guaranteed income. I was in the navy. I was playing football. Like, mm. I could have paid it. I didn't know that when they give you a credit card, you got to pay that shit. Yeah, pay. Yeah. They gave me two bands, Navy Federal. I go and I'm on. I'm on base, so I'm, I feel like I'm a cage animal. I go yeah. buy four sets of Beat Dre Beat headphones, and the beats just came out. I go buy like 
just we couldn't have TVs and electronics. So I go buy this case that has a TV inside of it with an Xbox. I'm just buying random shit. And I'm like, well, I ain't got to pay it. I got two bands. Like, I'm finna just run it up. Go to PCB, run it up, max it out. And so for months, payments just not being due. Payments yeah. not being. And so, like, it took me to, like, really when I got to MT, like, 20, like, 21, really, that I was like, dang, I got to fix this stuff. Like, yeah. if I want to be a millionaire, I want to be successful, I got to go back and fix First off, how do I view money? Mm. Okay, I watch my mom spend money that was needed for bills and take stuff back. I watch this every weekend. Literally being sub, being programmed to go shopping, spend, buy shit that you can't afford, mm. take it back, pay bills. I saw this. I'm like, damn, I'm doing the same thing. Like, yeah, I had a I had a, a sneaker flipping business. I was uh, flipping I shoes. That. I at, remember uh, the end of that. And uh, at UTC, I was a freshman, and well, I was a I was a left Navy. I transferred from Navy. Went to University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, and I took my Pell Grant money and I bought Jordans, like cool grays, bunch of Jordans, spent all of them on Jordans. And I didn't plan to start a business doing it, but I realized I was getting attention. I was new on campus, and everybody was like, damn, he got some fresh ass sneakers every day in class. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, damn, hold on. And somebody's like, yo, I'll give you this much for them. I'm like, well, I can sell these shoes. Mm-hmm. And they, they taking them, they not even dead stock, they worn. And so, at this time, Instagram was still coming about. Mm-hmm. I found a page called Big Feet, Big Feet, Big Feet Sneaks. Mm-hmm. So they only dealt with like 12, 13 plus. I wore mm-hmm. a size 13. And so I put a lot of my sneakers on there, paid them a dollar to promote them. They say, I know I'm getting orders from Maryland, everywhere. So I'm shipping off shoes before football practice. And so I had a six-figure business, didn't even know it. Yeah. I was just getting the money, spending it. Getting, I didn't track inventory, profit loss, none of that. I just know I had a lot of money to buy what I wanted. And uh, so now I transferred to MT after chat. And started a clothing line. And so I was starting on these businesses, but I didn't understand money. Like, until I took finance, until I learned accounting. And I took that at MT. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me realize, like, damn, we got whatever our parents was doing, that's instilled in us. Yeah. And I had to realize, like, I'm spending yeah, a lot of money. And, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I'm 29 now, and I got passive income now. I'm good now. But it took, I had to redo, I had to fix a lot of shit. Yeah. I fucked up. You got to destroy before you elevate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucked up thing. That's a that's a you know, you gotta basically like get away from everything that your people taught you. Unlearn all that shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's essentially what I had to do early on as well. I think that's all of our stories. Like you just have to like unlearn it. And sometimes it can get uncomfortable. People come around and now you're different. Yeah. You know, me and Will talked about that a lot. Like you come people come around now and it's like you come around people and it's like now you're different because I don't know, maybe it's because their own insecurities or whatever it is. I don't try to decide you know, what they feel, but yeah, they you come around now and now it's different. It's just like, no, I, I have the information and I want to share it with you and you wanna push that out on people and everything, but what you learn is like you can't. Nobody really care. They care about the, the thing in the moment to feel good. And rightfully so, right? Because if you put it in perspective with our people, the black people, you know, like us, we have lived a life so long, generation after generation, of just like scarcity. We want to enjoy the abundance now. You know what I mean? And I can't fault them for that. I can't, affa- I can't fault them for saying, hey, if you live a life of a minimalist, you know, in turn, what can happen is X, Y, and Z, just just a life of a minimalist for just a few years. What can happen is X, Y, and Z. Hey, if you do this, if you put yourself in this position, this could happen. They don't want to hear that. They want to enjoy the pleasures of life. 
rightfully so, but it's not for me to be. I gave up a long time ago trying to be a teacher. I know we will struggle with that for a long time because of the conversations we had. I gave up trying to be a teacher to people. It's no longer my responsibility to be the teacher of the, the community. It's just up to me to be a teacher of my tribe, and hopefully my son can be the teacher of the masses. That's what I feel. I mean, it's ultimately like when you said people don't, um, when, you, when people feel like you change, mm-hmm. I think it's because we're not on the same frequency anymore. For sure. Because I, I have those uncomfortable situations now where it's like, dang, I used to be able to just clown with like this person and I can't even, can't even talk to I him. can't even talk to them because I'm just mentally at a whole different place right yeah. now. Like, yeah. I can't even, I done put away a lot of those childish things yeah. and now I'm on some like, I like having a conversation like, okay, we had. We had this much in revenue. How can we ten x's? How can we five x's? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I do like I do like teaching still. Like I just do like you say with my tribe now. Mm-hmm. Social mm-hmm. media. Like mm-hmm. I, I can literally have a conversation with somebody and tell them. I can see what they're doing and tell them how to get to the next level. Which is let's say they're making five because I can get them to six. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it. That's what people pay me to do, and it's usually because they're. I tell people the fast way from point A to point B is a straight line. Yeah, they're literally going in zigzags because they haven't found somebody at point B. Yeah. And you find somebody at the point B, you find people at the point B, you pay them, you can get from A to B very quickly. Mm-hmm. Speed. Speed. And so people usually just, they want to try uh, things, or maybe I should do this or do that, and they just it takes them a while to get to point B. Yeah, and you can help them with that. You're important to the ecosystem. People like you are extremely important to the ecosystem. I, you know, I, te- I, I don't know if I've told you that in those words, but, like, you know, you understand that and you know people like you are important to the ecosystem. We need people like you. We need people like Sco. We need people like myself. You know, and I think ultimately what happens from that is like we progress from that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you going to piss Will? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a P too. I think we finna wrap this up soon anyway. Yeah. What that? What the time looking like on there? Forty five. It's perfect. That fucking beer and wine and shit. <laughs> when you drink some beer? Oh yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, I knew what you meant, bro. <laughs> you knew what I meant, but you still just do that to me. You, you would have got me. I would have got you. That's true. Damn, I would have got you. Damn. You look cute today, Sco. Thank you, brother. Uh, you're glowing. I don't know what it is. You got some head last night? No, I did. Yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. Joe, if he had to say, yeah, you knew what to do, right? I got that bitch under the couch right here if you need. Whoa. <laughs> She out of pocket. She'll say that? Oh, no, 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 no. Bria is out of pocket. Bria is out of pocket. I cannot believe that. But I'm the type, like, I know this shit gonna happen. Yeah. Like, that's how I'm chilling. Joe be chilling. Joe be chilling. Yeah. You're a kindred spirit. I can attest to that. On the game, playing GTA and shit. Yeah, yeah. Will didn't even say I had to piss. He just gets. Yeah, boy. We was like, hey, I'm gonna get up. Hey, I'm gonna get up. I see him moving a lot. I said, oh, he got to piss. I said in my head. Yeah, I do too. I got, but I'm used to this already, though. We used to piss my pants. I'm gonna be the first one on his shoulders. We're gonna take a shot. We're gonna end this jam with a shot. Don't show him. We gonna show him what we got because they don't need to know. We don't support. Oh, okay, man. I do want to drop some gems for the people, though, and like, even, you know, people that want to, they maybe be stuck in a situation where they're like, man, I can't, I'm, I'm stuck in that uh, working hard for money. How can I get to the next level? So I do want to drop some gems for the people to take this shot. I think you got it. I think you got it. I got to go piss too. 
Yeah, hey, up here too. Um, to us. One time. Yeah, you got anything you want to end on, though? Go ahead. Yeah, so, man, I would say from somebody that was broken homeless, literally started a business from $400 in my account to six figures, I would say if you're in a place right now where you're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get to the next level. Like, I'm I'm working 80 hours a week, 120 hours, whatever it may be. Draw out, read a few books first off. The books I read, I was working in construction, living paycheck to paycheck. The book I read that changed my life was The fat, the Millionaire Fast Lane. Mm-hmm. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and Think and Grow Rich. Everybody want to start with Think and Grow Rich, but I say don't start there because it's too deep for some people. Mm-hmm. Start with Rich Dad, Poor Dad so you can get that basic understanding and of mindset. like of money coming in, money going out. That's all it is. It's simple. It's like how much money do I have coming in? How much is going out? So I wrote out, this is my bills, these are my expenses, and this is how much money I have coming in. I got to just make more than my expenses, and then I can have a little freedom. And what I realized is that I was broke, I was break, I was paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Expenses and revenue was the same. And so I had to quit my job, cold turkey. I'm like, because if I'm going to be living paycheck to paycheck, I got to go make a way. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, like, write out, I call it your, your wealth quadrant. It's four quadrants. Quadrant one is employee. If you got a job right now, that's cool, mm-hmm. right? You got income coming in. But at some point, you need a side hustle so you can get to that self-employed quadrant, which is where you're working for money. You, you, no one, you're not working for anybody. You're working for yourself. So you have a little more time. You have a little more money, but you're still using time to make money. Mm-hmm. Can't get rich here, though. This is where I got stuck for a long time mm-hmm. as a consultant. I was making 30, 40, 50K a month, but you're still stuck because you're working for money. So then you eventually you make enough money to where you can start investing into your team you can start building the team and you now move to business owner quadrant this is where the business is paying you out so now as the business gets bigger you make more money so now you're investing into people you're using people skills time expertise you're using them to grow the company and so you eventually can now move into the investor quadrant where you can start buying real estate stocks and that money is now making money for you that's a beautiful place to be but most people never get there because they're stuck in the self-employed quadrant Mm -hmm. like you see a lot of um people that do service business like cleaning houses barbers um salons like consultants even like myself Mm -hmm. they think like i'm making a lot of money but you're not building wealth. You're just getting to a point to where you're like working to make money on a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. So I tell everybody, challenge them. It's fine what you're good at. If you are good at cleaning, start cleaning houses on the side. That's your side hustle. The side hustle will eventually start making more than your job. Don't be like me. Don't quit your job, cold turkey. Don't do that shit. Don't do that. <laughs> um, find a side hustle. It may be. You may you may like arbitrage, or you can go to a uh, you go on Facebook. I, I made money a hundred dollars a day, three hundred dollars a day doing this. You go to Facebook Marketplace, find electronics. I found Apple products like laptops, uh, iPhones. You might have seen I, on Instagram. I, I, I was yeah, no, I remember so I would it. find laptops and I would negotiate with the sellers, and I find people that's desperate for money, just like a pawn shop. And I'll say, hey, I'll give you for this twenty eighteen MacBook. I'll give you. $500. And I'll go look at how much it was selling for on Amazon. And I'm like, okay, Amazon is selling for 750 So I know I got some spread there, some room to play with. And so I would go, I would post that laptop on Instagram and Facebook and get a seller, get a buyer. And so the buyer's like, I want it. Then I would say, okay, well, cash out me the money. I'll deliver it to you today. So I never use any of my own money. 
Think about what I'm doing right here. If you have if you have a job working eight hours a day, you can still spend three hours a day going on Facebook Marketplace, looking for furniture, whatever it may be, find a niche, and you can make offers to people that are desperate for money, and then you go post that picture, whatever it is, on social media, find somebody that wants to buy it, and then you take their money, you go get it, and you deliver it to them. Yeah. I literally did that with... MacBook products and I was making like $300 a day sometimes more and I could have scaled that business called digital thrifters I could have hired a team but I was like you know what I don't want to do that like mm -hmm. you figure out you may not like doing that. I try yeah. a lot of shit yeah I did e-commerce I did I did Airbnb I did a lot of shit and now what I realized now is that content is cash flow I'm only focused on media and software now media like what y'all have here is powerful mm -hmm. media is is content is a new cash flow attention is a new currency I can I like media because this one video I can put out one video right. Let's say a lot of y'all do FanDuel, a lot of people do FanDuel and, and go to the casino. Mm -hmm. You'd rather spend a dollar a day. I know people do parlays. They spend a dollar every time they do a parlay, ten dollars, whatever. They'd rather put money into that and think they're gonna hit one day, and they may hit. Mm -hmm. When you can every day make one video every day on social media, and that video has a chance eventually going viral, and that 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 video going viral is gonna bring you. Followers bring you money eventually, yeah. but people not willing to stay disciplined to it. Yeah, they'll rather just do fan doing bet on fan doing. This is the best lottery right here, in media for sure. Because you're sure. gonna if you show up every day, something's gonna go viral. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's gonna hit. Yeah, <laughs> and when it hit, be ready for it. Yeah. So my advice, to anybody is like, figure out first off, assess your fucking situation. Like if you in debt, don't sit there and just power like, oh man, I'm never gonna get out of this debt. Reverse engineer that shit. Mm -hmm. My debt is fifty k. Okay. How do I reverse engineers? How do I get to 50K? Okay, I'm making this much. Well, I can start a cleaning business. I can cut grass. Or I can I can start going on Facebook. Like like Will said, go on Facebook, find some shit that people want to sell. Wholesale houses. It's the same thing. When what I was doing with electronics, I do it with houses too. Find a house, go knock on doors, cold call people. Do you want to sell your house? I do want to sell my house. Okay, how much you want to sell it for? Negotiate. I'll sell you my house for two hundred twenty thousand. Find a buyer that will buy that house for two hundred and fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. Like it's all arbitrage. Come up. It's all arbitrage. So it's about like getting skill sets and, and skill sets of being able to sell communication, marketing. Those skills. I think too many people focus on like the the grunt, like yeah. the grind, working. Yeah, and it's yeah. more so about like this. Yeah. Like. One conversation, people, I, I charge, just be transparent, I charge 7500 10000 mm -hmm. to be consulted, if you want to be consulted by me. Did I always charge that? No. Mm -hmm. But you remember them days when oh, I'm yeah. like, hey, I'll teach you how to trade mm -hmm. $5. I'm teaching how to trade. You can go mm -hmm. to my Facebook right now and see that I was teaching people how to trade for $5. I Price started at $5. <laughs> then $47, $97. Now yeah. it's 10 bands yeah. because I put in at work, though, and I have results. Mm -hmm. It's proven. Yeah. So... You could do the same. People will pay you for that because you have expertise in mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. So I would say the best business to start personally right now is the information business. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the information age. Yeah. It's an education company. Like mm -hmm. teaching people because that's where education is going. Mm -hmm. Nobody want. If I want to learn how to cut hair, I'm not going. I'll go to barber school to be, of course, get my. But I want to find the best barber on social media mm -hmm. and pay them to teach me. If I do mm -hmm. lashes, if I do tattoos, if I if I'm uh, if I have. Um, if I'm a trader, I want to mm -hmm. go learn from the top stock, top stock trader. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to college and learn finance. I want to learn from Grant Cardone how to do real estate yeah. sales. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're going. That's where, the, yeah. that's where the age is going. So understanding that, getting in the forefront and start building your infrastructure so that you can teach people how to do what you do. Yeah. How to start a podcast. You yeah. already, you just, just document what you do. This is how we started it. Mm -hmm. This were the pillars. And now when people, when, when it's, when it's, 
very big. It's, it's a very big podcast. You're mm-hmm. number one in the, in the nation. Mm-hmm. People can come back and say, well, this is this is how we did it. Yeah. And you could charge them for that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, again, I think you just further proved the point of what I just said earlier. You're important to the ecosystem. Yeah. You're important to us. Man, it was an honor and a privilege to have you on, Will. Man, pleasure to be here. Bless. Yeah, we appreciate time, you. Man. Yeah, always, always. Conversations are always like uh, fruitful. Well, absolutely, one hundred percent. Listen, this is a Chabati podcast where we get real, raw, authentic conversations. Until next time. <laughs>